up, everybody? Welcome to Neighborly Discourse with Billy and Steve. What's I up, Billy? What's up? How was your uh, football party? It was awesome. It was awesome. The outcome was great. The people were great. Food, drinks, everything. Fantastic. We'll just put that down since I can't get that the right way. It was awesome. Episode 135. 135. Yes, people, I'm out of breath because I did have to bend over and lift up the wheel. So that is a level of shape that I'm in. When I bend over, I become winded. <laughs> Don't let Steve laugh because Steve couldn't run from here to the driveway without getting his hyperventilator. Oh, design. hey, listen, that's that's a run, though. You're bending over, man. Come on. <laughs> and, what, and what you're wearing for the snowstorm in South Florida, no, you wouldn't be able to bend over either. Hey, listen. Who I, wears a flannel in jeans and cowboy boots? I give you the jeans and cowboy boots. That's right. an everyday occurrence. Right. The flannel, though, that's a little much. What are you, you talking think? about? I like it, man. I'm not listen. <laughs> I'm not saying it doesn't go. Oh my I like I like the colors. They look pretty good. Right. I like right. the colors for but, sure. But the contrast between your t-shirt, oh, yeah, yeah. and and me in a flannel shirt is for like, sure. what's going on, man? Well, see, are you are you, in, are you in Wisconsin or are you in Hawaii? You know no, what I'm saying? What's going the, on? It's a simple <laughs> fix. I was I was a skinny, thin human being for the first forty years of my uh, the first. 30 years of my 41 years so i have i've gained weight and i've gotten warmer as i've gotten fatter so normally i would wear long sleeves like i have no shoes on right now and i have basketball shorts and i have on my shirt and i am as warm as can be like i i don't get cold anymore I'm, i've gotten that fat where i have added the heat that the uh, that nature intended me to do so in the winter months interesting enough did you have the ac on last night no, I turned it off. Okay. You, I turn, when, when I turn it off. Listen, I turn it off. When it's 75 degrees outside, I crank the windows open. Okay. That lets you build something it was a, else. It was very, very cool, man. It was very, not cool, but it was a yeah. nice uh, night last night. And I woke up saying, like, you know what? I feel like throwing on a flannel. Because <laughs> it felt so good, you know? I like that brisk air. All right. Sorry, guys. We're already off topic. Spin the wheel, please. It's, okay. I'm counting the 10 minutes already. Local. TV, TV movies, movie. entertainment, I'll take it. Open topic. Open. I'll work with that. All right. That now the, again, the open topic, people, is just you know whatever we want to bring up. Nothing topic specific. We are now in the opening of our show. Ten minutes of just whatever. Um, did you see the end of? I saw the end of them all. Greatest football ending weekend I've ever seen. Okay, so what what were the Patriots thinking? So I went. I was I was talking to the old man about this who was texting me. And, I, and he's like, I can't believe the guy would lateral it back. I said, no, the running back didn't lateral. He fumbled. The receiver started lateraling him back. He's like, no, he fumbled. I said, no, dude, he lateral it back. And then I finally, I, I rewatched it. And the way he took it out, like he, he was holding it in his hand and he took it out. 
to pass it over. I was like, holy crap, he went to lateral it. Why would he do that? It's, it's not an ending of a tie. Yeah. It's not going to win a game. The worst thing that can happen is you go to go overtime. overtime. So, so it I wasn't a call play. No, there's no way they would have called Okay, that. I was going to say, all. like, what the heck was that, man? I even, I even text the old man. I was like, listen, dude, this is the worst. There was a, a drive, maybe second quarter, where they went down, bad play, bad play. They throw a touchdown, we'll call a timeout, come back with it. I think it's a delay of game. Or, and I'm like, I've never seen New England look this bad. I was going to say, do it you was think, unbelievable. Do you think someone's getting cut? No, I think Matt Patricia is going to get fired or move to a his back to his defensive place because he has he literally has no idea what he's doing. Okay, he looks so lost out there. It's un it's so like they're they're he's like Mac Jones doesn't know half the playbook, but he's out there yelling, "Low, come on, play, play, play!" Timeout, delay a game because they can't get the play in fast enough. I mean, you're at the five yard line. You 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 have a select amount of plays that go five to seven yards. You and I talked about this at the beginning of the season, and we had said, and I I think I made the statement that mm-hmm. either because I was irritated with with Belichick for having Matt Patricia as his offensive coordinator, him yeah. and somebody else. I think they co shared. Yeah, they had whatever. a co thing going. Yeah. Right, and I was irritated by that. I said like, this is going at the end of and. And you said something kind of defending um, Belichick, saying that, you know, maybe he's doing this because of X. I can't remember what X yeah, was. probably setting up Mac Jones, another coordinator coming in. Something I don't remember either. You remember but us it having was, this conversation, right? It was something about but looking that, yeah. From, like, now that we have so much of the season under our belt, can we say, like, dude, man, what the heck's your freaking problem? I think that like, you I, cost yourself. They have to nah, – I think he knew overall it wasn't going to work so he was going to see with what he had. That's what I think anyway. So that could have been what the argument was. But, yeah, it, it's clearly not the best way of doing things because, again, Patricia doesn't know what's going on, which also shows that for all the people who talk badly about Belichick, he's a head coach. He delegates. He does have a lot more hands-on defense. But offense is like, listen, you guys do what you got to do, you know, because but it's But could he have bad. so – Little respect for his offense, for what it what it takes to run an offense. That he just thinks that anyone can run an offense. Well, this it's pretty much the, the I guess the guy who took over or the other co coordinator guy was with McDaniel's last year, and it's pretty probably the same plays. So listen, all you got to do is lean on this guy, but work with it, work with it. You know who knows. I just know that I it's it's, it's irritating, you know, because I like the I. I've always liked the standard of New England. Even though yeah. I didn't like New England, I always like the standard of New England. Well, listen, like, if it if it worked, you'll see a lot of you probably see a lot of coaches have a uh, defensive offensive coordinator in one. Listen, they I, are the first in everything they, they do. But, New England. but listen, there is I I saw a play with San Francisco uh, against Seattle where they did two like toss like fake toss here. Fake toss there, and it came back. It was it was a it was a pass play all along, but yeah. you couldn't tell because it was two fake tosses and then tight end over the middle, wide open for a touchdown. And I'm like, that is such a beautiful play. I mean, like, <laughs> you know, yeah, that play that play fails more than it works. Uh, first of all, we're talking about San Francisco, so I don't know how they many have an, times because no, they have an offensive line. You can't you can't run that play with. 
the uh, Houston, with the Colts, with probably I would say probably twenty percent of the NFL, but, but, but and, and it being successful. When you saw the replay of it, you saw what it did to the defensive linemen. Yeah, like they all froze. Like when when you when he faked to go toss it to the right, they yeah. all like went that way, and then he faked to toss it out, and they all went that way. So the rush got. Slowed down because he thought the ball was going off. They did that last night with the Raiders. They boot at the end of the game, right before the fumble, or maybe it was overtime. They bootlegged. No, it was a far before the fumble. They bootlegged Mac Jones out, and Crosby came in, stuttered for a second because it, the fake fool, even the camera guy, like it followed halfway over to Stevenson. Then he came back. Crosby picked it up in the last possible second and was able to get over there and get, um, get uh, Jones down. But it was a hell of a fake. The right, if you have the time where you've put together such a good offensive run game or, or pass game, your trick plays, your even your bootlegs, your fakes will, all, will almost always work. So I get what you're saying. I thought you said double reverse. It was just fake. fake oh yeah, and yeah. It was, no, it okay, wasn't okay. reverse. It wasn't reverse. Yeah, yeah. I got you. Both were I fake. thought it was a reverse. I'm like, well, that's not going to work almost any time. But yeah, yeah. I got you. And that works because. That's a, one of the top running team in the NFL. You have McCaffrey, you have Eli Mitchell out there doing well. Now I think another guy, Mason, I think is his name. That team can run the ball. So when they do a fake, everybody's going to commit to the run. Because odds are, especially when you had Garoppolo back there, or maybe this was when Garoppolo was there, you're was, not really it was, it was Purdue, Purdue. Purdy. You're Purdy. not worried about the threat of him passing down the field. So you commit more to the run. So your fakes work even more. Right. Let me tell you on that note. The two best teams to me by far in the NFC are San Francisco and and um, Philadelphia. Yeah. Now next I'm week, with you there. next week against Dallas. Now Dallas lost this week. Oh and- man! Oh, what an ending to the game. Like I said, the old man wasn't here, but I know exactly what he was going to say. Where's the camera of Jerry Jones's face? Because it goes from whatever color he is throughout the game to to a specific shade of red. When the Cowboys do something wrong, I mean, the pass was there. The guy's going down, has his, for all you kids out there watching and parents with your kids, you don't catch a ball coming at you with your hands like this. The ball's going to shoot right through you. So he puts his hands out like this, tries to get it, bumps it off his chest, arm, forearm area, and spins a perfect spin right to the defender. Oh my God. When I saw that, then I'm yelling for him to run because listen. I think it's they didn't. It was the Jack. It was the Jaguars, Jaguars. or yeah, it's Jaguars. Jackson. Jaguars or Lawrence. They were zero and twenty oh. against the NFC in the last. Maybe it was maybe it was Lawrence then. It has it, to it be. was zero and twenty against the NFC. Right, and I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. Well, listen, it has to be him because oh, I remember just a few years back. Remember when they were almost they were Super Bowl contenders. Yeah. so they had to beat, beat the oh, NFC. Oh man, back that then. was unbelievable. That play then. I mean, I I almost lost my mind with the uh, play. Sam, um, the Titans guys falling out of bounds manages to catch the ball. Your body has to be. Now, I, I I half knew this, but the way the guy explained it made it, made it a little more confusing. You can't just tip it back in. You have to have it as if you're parallel to the line of scrimmage. So that guy had to have caught the ball, literally had it in his hands, turn and throw it laterally or behind him for that to count because you can't just tip it back in. You had to have actually caught it and thrown it back. And when he did that, when the guy explained it, and I saw the guy get his two feet in one, I thought the play was amazing anyway. I've always wanted to see that. Get a guy yeah, I don't, I don't tip know it back play. in. It was one by far the best play yesterday, in my opinion. I know how exciting the end of, of some of these games were. What it took to execute that play, I mean, it was incredible. What, what, what happened? 
running out of bounds. He caught the ball to bounds, turned, and threw it back in for the interception. It was unbelievable. Uh, Herbert threw it. The guy caught out of bounds, spun, and threw it back. And the guy was waiting there, caught it, tiptoe, tiptoe, and interception. It was unbelievable. The, the heads-up play, the intelligence, the wherewithal, the body control, that all of that takes, and that mm-hmm. one split second is amazing. It's why, to me, football players are the best athletes as far as what they have to do with what they have on, with the speed and the weight and the skill. It is unbelievable to watch. It is so it is so awesome. So I want to I want to go back for a second to the Dallas game because I have a, a a standing bet with this guy, yeah, a friend of mine who he's a he he's 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 the worst type of Dallas fan because his Dallas fandom uh, spills out into Dolphin hatred. You know, what I'm saying it's one thing if you like the Dolphin, uh, yeah. like the Dallas, you know, and indifferent about the Dolphins, but he's 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 got this specific type of venom where he loves the Dallas Cowboys just so he can hate the Dolphins, you know, and so we have this like love hate relationship, and so we had a bet going that who's going to end this year better, Dallas or Dolphins? That, this from the very beginning. Right now, they're, they're pretty much the same, right? No, Dallas got him up by a couple of games. Okay. I mean, at this point, I think he's going to win the game. I mean, I, gotcha. I think it's going to be hard. Pre- Miami's going to be hard-pressed to end this year well. Now, they could gotcha. they could surprise me, but regardless. But anyway, uh, and I I was so happy. Eight and six, ten and four. I, I was so happy with that interception, man. I mean, that uh, that the end of the game. No, I'm with you. I mean, I started texting him. It's like <laughs> I I root for Dallas because I like Dak. I like you know the team. Right. They're they're not the same old Cowboys and the same old arrogant fans. Right. So I contend to root for the team a little bit. But when they lose, I am cheering like yes. Let me see Jerry Jones lose his mind. Same as yesterday. I'm I'm rooting. I was rooting for Mike White though he didn't he didn't play yesterday. Mm-hmm. But I've been rooting for Detroit. Fourth and inches, yes. little dumb off the guy. I'm like, yes, yes, screw the Jets, they suck. But it comes, it comes back out of me because I never liked the Jets growing up. Mm-hmm. I never liked the Dolphins growing up or, or teams like that. As I've gotten older, that mentality is kind of set aside. Different fans, different players. I want to see good football. I want to see the underdogs get going. Like I like that kind of stuff. But right now, the biggest underdog last year to this year is Detroit. Detroit. I like Dan Campbell. The guys have continually like to him. fight I, for him. I, I watched that game. I was very. I was rude. I was yeah, so happy for him. Yeah. It was such a good game. The Me ending too. was fantastic. Mm-hmm. But I'm with you. I, I get it. But, oh, so hold on. So the point I was going to make about the Dallas game is that, um, oh, what's the point I wanted to make about that? I, I was He's happy. A, and I, then also happy that extra, probably more happy that they oh, lost than anything no, no, else. This was the point I was going to make. Yeah, yeah. I, I root for Dallas. Yeah. Like I grew up being a Dallas fan before I was a Dolphins fan. Because and so I, I root for Dallas. I like Dallas, but um, I was happy yesterday just so I can rub it in his face. Yeah. But this was going to say we start off by saying that the, I think the best teams in the NFC are Philly and San Francisco. Yeah. But next week is Dallas against Philadelphia, and yeah. that's like must watch TV. Now I mean, listen, I got to me, watch that game. That's one of those where if Dallas wins, I'd not be surprised. If they lose by forty, I wouldn't be surprised either. But Dallas, but, but is if that, Dallas wins, I would you? Surprised. No, not no, at no. All. My question is, would you give them the edge over Philadelphia? No, no. I think, still, I think they're playing in Dallas. I think I don't. We can look that up. But but so you yeah, still I wouldn't think, give them the edge. No, you not still at think all. Philadelphia is better than them? Yeah, because Philadelphia has been consistent. Even Philadelphia's loss was it was not by much. They've been consistent. Right. Okay. So I was like, man. So my eyes aren't lying to me when I see Philadelphia. I mean, it's like these guys. I mean, like even yesterday with Hurts having a bad game with his interceptions. Yeah. I mean, he still threw for like three hundred plus yards and still ran three touchdowns. You know, it's like 
they got a formula going and they got a defense. So, I, I mean, I'm really impressed with Philadelphia. Local. Here we go. Do you have anything? Cause I'm gonna... Yeah, the Dolphins lost. Oh, man. Okay. I was so happy. I, actually, I was, I was glad it was a good game. That was my biggest thing. I'm glad it was a good game. I was very, I was very, um, the weather bot, uh, had me great concern from betting fantasy football to the game all all over. I was like, damn, this is, the weather's going to be bad because they kept showing visuals of it just actually snowing. Playing in the snow was a problem. I've never done it, but I've seen guys, when, you're, when your team is, is speed, it's going to be a problem. It can also be a benefit because all you need is one Slip. fluke play, mm-hmm. and that's it. A defender slips, offense slips, defender sp- uh, splits, and you got, like, I think it was Tyreek Hill or Waddle. One of them broke free. Waddle. And, bro, the guys are fast. Moster, so they're here. So here we're sitting here. A bunch of my friends are here. My dad, we're yelling at the TV. My, my, uh, Miami with Moster, they're getting seven, eight yards a clip. They get to third and one, and they roll out to a – and no one knows why. No one can figure out why in the hell would you do that. You are running all over Buffalo like it's like they're not even on the field. Mm-hmm. Up third and one, let's roll them out. Let's do it. Boom. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like you can, anybody can see you can run on Buffalo. Uh, the the play calling was bad. Buffalo's wasn't as bad. It's, it got a little bit better, but the weather was a concern because of the the field goal kicking, which luckily worked out at the end. But Miami speed. They, there. It's hard to contend with for me as a Bills fan, as anybody fan. I don't. I I've rooted for two the whole time he's been here, but yesterday, I uh, a Saturday, I do not think two is the guy anymore. I don't think for what they want to do, they need to get that ball out there. There was one, Tyreek Hill caught it, and the guy tackled him, fell down. It was like a thirty yard gain. I think it was Hill, whoever it was. Had had a ten yard lead on him on the defender, but it was under under throw. He had to jump up and catch it. Yeah, great play. I'm like, great play. No, it's not a great play. That was a touchdown. If he can get the ball five more yards down the field, but he can't. These guys are so fast, and we're joking. Like, here's my move. I'm gonna run straight. I'm not gonna cut left, (laughs) cut right. I'm just gonna run straight. Let's see if you can stop that. And that's what they were doing. And Buffalo could not keep up with these guys. Let me ask you a question. Do you think that it's... Okay, full disclosure, I did not watch the game. I told you Friday that I don't think I want to watch the game. I did not watch the game. I didn't want my mood to be uh, uh, affected by it. And I'm so glad I didn't watch the game. That was a great game. But yeah, I heard Jeff told me about it. But, But here's my question for you. Do you think that he's not... Releasing the ball fast enough, or you just think he doesn't have the arm? He doesn't have the arm strength. Because the pass he throws for 10 yards, 12 yards, 20 yards, 70 yards is the same wind-up, the same umph behind it. He just doesn't have it. Okay. And that team, if they wanted to live in the middle of the field, you're going to take the occasional behind the back, no problem. You're going to get the one to the ground, all that stuff. He's better at that than most of these guys are. Like, I watched the Baltimore game. Huntley, that guy, God, he's bad. Who, who, Who did he play for? I, I can't remember who out he played co- for. Coming out of college. Like, I don't, they mentioned he... it, but I don't remember. But he's almost he's almost the exact same player as as um whoever uh, uh, Jackson. Jackson right. So you you, have, you don't have to change your game plan. Okay. You know they're they're making a big deal with Tua. Like if you get Tua back there, you got to get a lefty to back him up because that ball comes out backwards to every receiver, and they get kind of confused for a minute, which I guess makes sense. I don't know. Okay. But I don't think like I like Tua. But if you if you're looking to drive the ball deep down the field, he's not the guy. He mm-hmm. can't. Patrick Mahomes can throw, you know, 65, 70 yards. He can't get 60. 
And, you know, and, <clears throat> and these guys, they're so wide open. Again, coming across that 15, 20-yard cut, 8 out of 10, I'd say he'd hit. 7 out of 10 to be, to be conservative. Mm-hmm. He can hit them. You'll live with the one here, the one to the ground. Other quarterbacks do it 10 times more than two But the deep Tua. ball. But when you need that deep ball, that, and again, not a jump ball. Your guys are 5-1. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? They're five right. one jumping, right. Right. and again, they're 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 dogs. We they're going for yeah, it. Yeah, we don't want to put them in it. that situation. Yeah, right, they're right. they're bringing it down. Uh-huh. But you don't want them to be in that situation. You, yeah. Tyreek Hughes runs a. I, I was like, yo, this guy runs a three nine, yeah. and he's doing jump balls on on a fifty yard down. Like it's not a, a hail mary, right? Why are you doing this? Listen, you got to throw the ball when they're at twenty yard lines. We can catch it at fifty. Jeff, not wait till he gets to forty and then throw it. You don't have the arm strength for that. Jeff said in the first half they dropped a lot of balls. Did, did you get that feeling? Um, I don't. Uh, maybe there was he, a couple. He said he was very, very frustrated. There was a couple. Balls. Um, the first or second drive, or the third or fourth drive, whatever it was, it was third and six, third and five, all these kind of things. Miami did a lot of five and outs, and just the ball was knocked down by the defender. Or they were there. Okay, there wasn't many that were dropped. There was. They were contested. There were. There was a lot of contested ones. Okay, yeah. okay. I didn't see many drops. I don't remember, but okay. I, I didn't see many drops. They, I mean, really, twenty-one to thirty to thirty-two. Like they're twenty-nine to thirty-two. Twenty-nine to thirty-two. They were moving the ball. They were getting down the field. They were running nonstop. In a game like that, you have to see. I don't need to pass the ball. I'm just gonna run because, bro, Mostert had hundred yards in the first half, I think, mm-hmm. or early in the third quarter. Mm-hmm. He was running uncontested, unbelievable. Hey, let's, let's start passing the ball. Right. I don't get it, man. I do not understand. Josh Allen needs to control the ball more. But that's we can come back to the open. This is mainly local Miami Dolphins, and as a Bills fan, like I said, if they get if two can develop arm strength, or like I said, don't wait for them to get forty yards and throw the ball. Get twenty yards and throw the ball. Well, that's what they I was can run you. underneath. Do you think he throw faster? That's I mean, throw get rid of the ball faster. He could be, but that to me, that's more of a coaching mentality thing. Like I've got to get the ball out sooner. You mm-hmm. know, some of these guys wait because they can't read a defense. They wait for them to hit the pocket in the zone, and when they turn, then they throw it. As opposed to in their break, throw it. They turn the balls there, and they can make a move. I don't know if Tua has that. Mm-hmm. He can be coached, maybe. But that's my local. Miami fans, like I said, I'm not going to give them any praise yet. They've got some things to work on, as does everybody else. But the speed of that team is something to be concerned about because, honestly, God, as cliche as it is, on any given play, any one of those guys, Moster, Wilson, number 14, Sheffield, whatever his name is, I can't yeah. think of his name, yeah. he's the slowest of your of your, your receivers fat, your who I run four one. And so, Wil- I mean, Wilson is fast too. Wilson's fast too. Yeah, not even <laughs> not not Jeff Wilson, a running back, the other guy. Right. Cedric, it's a Cedric Wilson, I believe. Yeah, I he's not Cedric super Wilson. fast, right. but he's got four three. Like, no, no, he's moving the ball when he gets it. I wasn't talking about Cedric Wilson. I was talking about the running back. I oh no, talking, yeah, Jeff Wilson, yeah, Moser, yeah, those yeah. guys. Right. One of them, I think it's Moser, was a world class sprinter at one time. And these the, aren't your I everyday guy. These aren't your guys that just run fast. These guys fly. Think about that for a second, because I was I was thinking about this when I was watching San Francisco play that they got rid of um, Wilson and, and pretty much they got rid of Moser and and they knew that even with their speed, there was something special about McCaffrey. Well, McCaffrey's McCaffrey right. for sure, but, but they had Eli Mitchell, who they drafted last year, <clears throat> had a knee injury, mm-hmm. but Wilson and Moster, they, they were, they were the, especially Wilson was on the bench more than anybody last year and the year before. He'd get in from time to time my uh, 49ers offensive line, to me, is kind of like, um, I'm blanking right now who it is. Anybody you put back there, they're going to get 100 yards. Maybe it's, maybe it's Detroit. Um, 
not Detroit, Cleveland it could be because Cleveland they're always running well. Okay. A- anybody you get there, you're gonna you're gonna do well. Okay. So I would say because McCaffrey's all world catching, receiving, all this stuff. But these guys <clears throat> and blocking is another thing. These guys may not be the best blockers. I don't know. Okay. But get him the, get him outside, and he can run a four one four two. That's impressive. It's gonna be hard to catch him. Okay. So listen, uh, that's my local. Getting off of football for just a second. Remember, I told you I got a ticket and. Uh, because of a camera? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so <clears throat> no joke. Because of that ticket, but, but the, you know. Oh, you the, got the email that said. It got rescinded, right. Yeah, it got rescinded. Yeah. But because of that email, I mean, excuse me, because of that ticket, I never went to that crossroad again because I was like, ah, I can't believe it. I don't want to take a chance because I'm so instinctive of how I drive. I don't want to get another ticket. Yeah. Well, the other day after we had, we talked about it on air, I had to go down that street and I, and I was very cautious. I was like, I do not want to get a ticket. I was very, you know, concerned. Guess what? As I'm driving up, I see the sign posted. Yeah. And it says, you know. Um, it says photo enforced. Photo enforced. But then you can see, like, there's another uh, another sign attached to that pole yeah. that said uh, right turns included. Really? So, because you you I you said that they should have a sign up there to warn you about the intersection, yeah, right? Yeah, it should say that because you're allowed to make a right hand turn unless it says no turn on red. But, but you, sh- you have the right to make a right hand turn. My thing is, I'm wondering, I, I, I'm wondering, did they not have that sign in there? Because it's a clear addendum. You know what I'm saying? Like you have one sign that says photo yeah. force and then below that there's another mm-hmm. sign. Oh, no, that's the Mandela effect. <clears throat> the Mandela, what, what do you mean? That's the Mandela effect. You oh. know what the Mandela effect no. is? There's a significant amount of people in the world that remembers when Nelson Mandela died, like 20, 30 years ago. I have no idea when he died. Well, no, no, he wasn't dead. Oh. But they they can remember it vividly that he died. Okay. Um, but then he, then he wasn't. It's like, no, 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 I got the news reports. Like, they can't find it. But I'm talking like hundreds of thousands of people that know this for a fact. Okay. I, so it's called the this, Mandela This effect. is where I was when he died. Yeah, like, no, no. <laughs> like, I, he, I read it. He died. Uh, the movie, um, is it Kazam or Shazam? You ever seen the movie Shazam with mm-hmm. Shaq or Kazam with Shaq? Or oh, no, no, no. I thought or Sinbad. Sinbad. Maybe Sinbad played Kazam. Okay, no, I didn't, I, I'm sure I well, didn't see it. Well, everybody remembers it except it never happened. Everyone remembers it except for it never happened. Dude, now here's what's scary. Cause I, I would have told you. Do you know the Bernstein that, Bears? No. No? No. But listen, hold on, hold on. Bro, this, I got them for days. Hold on. Let's go back to uh Simbat. Yeah. You're telling me he never played a character even remotely. I'm try- listen, I'm telling you. Because <laughs> like, I'm telling you, like right now, I would have bet money. It was Shaq or 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 Simbat who played this character. Right. And you're like. No, I, that's that was Sinbad. I think it's one of those two. Okay, because I, I I'm almost willing to put money down that that uh, Sinbad played a character like that, and I I didn't even watch the movie because I didn't get into that kind of stuff. But Sinbad Shazam uh, is one of the most popular examples of Mandela effect. It has many people debating that the movie if it existed or not. Did it? You know the internet never cooperates. <laughs> of course not. Of course not. Sinbad Shazam is one of the most popular examples of the Mandela effect. <clears throat> it has got many people debating the existence of a movie that offers, that others claim never existed, even the actor himself. There's been many expl- uh, explanations as to why people seem the American stand-up. So apparently Shazam never existed. Wow. 
However, people were shocked to realize that the movie, soon named Shazam by one of the memories, uh, memories never existed. So, so according to this, it never existed. I, I swear to you. I know. I would have bet money that, <laughs> that That's what there I'm was saying. a movie. You know? Oh, my goodness. So it's a Mandela effect. It was, you remember it, but you don't. Or you do, like, all of a sudden, you're like, I've been here a hundred times. I've never seen that. Why is it here today? Well, but listen, but all I'm saying is that I, I, did, I never knew about a sign having to be posted saying yeah. that until you told me that, right? And then here it is, I go back, and now I see a sign, but now I see there's two signs, one on top of the other, and the second one. And remember, they told me I didn't have to pay for the ticket. Yeah. So I'm wondering... Could that have been the case? You know what I'm saying? Like, hold on. We didn't have a sign telling him that we, we're checking right turns, you know? And so now we so we, we can't, you know, he can fight this, so we're not going to charge yeah. him for it. But, yo, go put that sign up there so the next person who get, goes there, we can we can make money off of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, I don't know. I, all I know is that now I'm going to be very cautious when I'm, you know, approaching these, these, stop, um, these stoplights because those signs definitely, I think it has to be up. In order for it to stand, it ha- yeah, it has to be there. You for you say, well, okay, well, where's the proof? Because you're not allowed to do that. Right. You know, you can't just take a picture and Speaking say. Speaking of which, I came down the road, you know, this main road, yeah. and and there was a, a cop stopping traffic, like uh, giving tickets, and it's been. I'm telling you, from COVID to now, yeah, I feel like specifically in this city and the, the two cities north of us that. I haven't seen a lot of cops. I, I haven't seen people getting stopped and getting traffic tickets. <clears throat> and I remember even asking um, the police chief of Davie, I asked him, like, you know, are you guys still giving tickets, man? Because I feel like you guys are just, like, not, no one, no, there's no cops around. You can't find cops. And so, anyway, when I saw that, I was like, oh, man, okay, we're back. So, the the, the COVID yeah. effect is over because no, this is the first time I've seen a ticket being written in a long, long time. You got to meet their quota, man. <laughs> You know they don't believe in that, right? You know that's not true. That's what that's what they'll say. No, they'll say true. that, but it's true. They've right. got they've got to have they got to, everybody has metrics to follow, and if you're not following your metrics, yes. they look at you like you're a bad employee. You know? Fair enough. Fair enough. Because I, I used to have a boss who said like if you go out like in a safety inspection or a quality inspection or something, mainly with safety, and and the, and the manager came back with all checks across the board, go back out and do it. Why? Because well, no one's 100 percent safe. Except for you could be, but his mentality was no. No one ever is, so go and find something. I hate, I hate that kind of management style. I hate it with a passion. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I'm with you on that. Listen, I want to tell you, look. Um, Two minutes. Real quick on, on DeSantis. I want to ask you a question about him. He's definitely your second choice or yeah, for, for sure, sure, right? 100%. Okay. How, do you believe in the idea of the military complex? Industrial complex? Uh, yeah, I think it, I think a hundred percent exists. Okay, and so how would you feel? And I'm not saying this is ca- the case. I'm just asking you a question. W- w- knowing that DeSantis was part of that, would that affect you in any way in, no. in terms of voting for him? Not at all. Interesting. Not even a little bit. Interesting, because I it would I think it would definitely impact me. Like I I well, who would you vote for? You don't want to vote for Trump because he's no, mean, I understand. And you want to vote but, for DeSantis because but I'm saying so you're at, vote at for that him. point we got to really look. So I think that this is the problem that we have as voters that we don't really flesh out, and it's, it's part of it is is orchestrated. Yeah. Part of this is the the system is saying here are the only ones you can look at, yeah. right? And and clearly Trump was not one of those individuals, yeah. right? But um, 
but yeah, the 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 I believe that the military industrial complex, what we have going on, and this goes back from since the World War Two to yeah. present time, is why we're in the condition that we're in. It's part of this whole globalist movement. It, it's the other face of the WEF. Okay. You know, both of them are globalists, but but from but they have a different spin on it. And I'll be very disappointed. Like domestically, DeSantis is off the charts, right? But in terms of this issue, like, are you the kind of person who's going to send $40 billion to Ukraine and, and say nothing about it and keep doing it or or start a war over here or, you know, fill in the blanks, you know? Are you that kind of person that feels that we need to be in perpetual war so we can keep uh, money flowing? You know, I have an issue with that. I don't. I don't think he's that person. I don't know. I no. I'm, again, I'm not. I'm not putting him out there. I'm not. I'm not putting him on blast. But this, I started thinking about. Okay, what is it that I'm looking for in a, in a, in a president? And um, it, it, am I being a fanboy with DeSantis? Am I being totally open and um, about? who he is and so I started thinking okay where could be his weaknesses gotcha. and I'm like I don't know anything about his foreign policy I don't know where he stands in terms of foreign affairs because I think that the foreign affairs part is the part that no one sees yeah. and that can that can bankrupt this country and get us in the hole so fast in fact we're already in the hole because no one saw it but you know having another president who believes in that crap yeah. is just gonna you know pushes down the pipeline even faster. No, I get you. Well, I mean, he is a governor, so he didn't really have to talk about it. So if he does decide to run, he can put hopefully have a plan together, you know, and go from there. TV and movies. Man, do you know for the longest time, I've, I wrote this down that I wanted to talk to you about something that I saw. TV and movies. Easier to start at 34 minutes than not. Okay, I wrote this down. You gotta, you gotta laugh. So no. listen. What so do we got? okay. So I got two movies to talk to you about. <laughs> yeah. One is called A Gift from Tiffany. A Gift from Tiffany. I think that's what it's called. A Gift from Tiffany. I watched that last night. Okay. And the other one is called Miss Harris Goes to Paris. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I believe. don't. <laughs> but before, <laughs> which one you want to bring up? So I Hold can... on. <laughs> tell you both of them. Both of them. But. uh the, but before I tell you, ask you about those two, yeah. uh, did you ever watch that Time movie? No, not yet. You got to watch. Oh, my goodness. Listen, I'm I just. You, we're going to have a great conversation about it, I, man. Listen, I'll, oh. I'll, may, I'll get to it, but <laughs> I just watched 1899 finish it. I watched The Patient finish that. Fantastic. Oh, the yeah, Patient was about great. That. The Patient is what? Um, Steve Carell is a therapist. That was one of the best shows I've seen in quite some time, I think. Is it a series? I don't know. It's It's... <clears throat> Jesus, I can't even breathe today. So it's not episodic. No, it is, but I okay. don't know if it's a limited where it's ten episodes and done. Okay, they left it for a possible opening, but they ended it as well. So it's like, huh? What do, what do I do with this? But man, was it good! It was fantastic. So then I watched those. I watched you know up to date stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll I'll maybe get to it, but there's so much out there that I've got to watch. I mean, I've got to watch Murderville, the Christmas one that's out now. That's hilarious stuff. Uh, so you just named three movies just now, right? The only reason I know 1899 is because we talked about it the last show. Yeah, great, I, great, Patient, great show. never know. I didn't know anything about Patient, and oh, you just mentioned it. Murderville. Murderville, it is three so Three things funny. that I never even heard of before. Murderville, so there's a script. Will Arnett, he's a police officer. He's got his, Who, Who's Will Arnett? Will Arnett, he's got the voice. Reese's voice, he does the Legos. 
He's got a deep voice when he talks. He's not Sam Elliott deep voice, but he's got his distinct voice. Is he the guy from uh, Seinfeld? No, no. But he is. He is so funny. So the show is. They have a script. The cast has some somewhat of, of a script, but each week he has a new trainee, a new trainee for the for the for the uh, police force, and it's an actor: Conan O'Brien, Marshawn Lynch, um, Ken Jeong, Sharon Stone. Um, Annie Murphy, and there's there's another one I can't remember who it is off the top of my head, but they come in and it's improv. They don't have a script. They have to work off of what the actors do in the show. Will Arnett has to improv with them, and he always tries to get them to break. And it is such a clever idea. It's such a funny show. <clears throat> so hold on, just so I'm clear, there the, everyone comes in here acting. They're playing a role, yes. right? But but it's unscripted, and and the goal is to see who can. Get, well, you have go to guess. You have to guess who the murderer is. You have oh. three. You have three things based on the clues. You got to guess at the end who do you think the murderer is. Okay. But like, if you, let's say you're one of the characters who who were investigating for the murder, you actually have a script. I'm Will Arnett. You use your script. You know, Conan Bryant says something. Oh, yeah, Conan, is that what goes on in your show? And you, and you boom, and you, they got to interact with you. Uh-huh. It's it's great. It is really funny. What's it called again? Murderville. And it's, it's, and it's comedy. It's on Netflix. It's hilarious. Okay. And they have a Christmas one with Jason Bateman, Maya Rudolph. Me and Amy are going to watch that tonight or tomorrow night. It's like it's less than an hour. It's it's a very funny show. I think it's hilarious. Okay. Is it profane? Probably, yeah. Uh, probably, you watched it. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, profane to you and to me are two different things. Well, okay, it, will, it, will it pass the mustard is what I'm asking you, the Steve Champagne mustard. I have no idea. That's up to you, bro. I really don't know what, um, what, how that operates. I, I have no idea who Will Arnett is. I'm looking at him. Oh, I have he's, no his idea His voice who he is. is great. You've heard his voice a thousand times. He doesn't look, I mean, nothing about him. He's hilarious. He's. A, he, I'm telling you, if you hear his voice... He was Batman in a Lego movie or something. His voice is very distinct. Okay. Bojack Horseman, you definitely didn't see that. Okay. He does a Lego competition show after um, the singing show with the masks, Mask Singer. Uh-huh. But um, he's great. He's really no funny. Idea Dry that humor. Guy is. Hilarious. But so that that's, you know, what do you got with your two? Oh, so I was going to tell you. So uh, um, a gift from Tiffany, right? Yeah. It's one of those. It's a Netflix. Is it Netflix? No, it's a Prime Studio. Prime Studio movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got that Hallmark. That definitely not gonna watch okay. it. <laughs> no, I'm not trying to tell you to watch it. I'm not trying what to tell you. What's it called? It. It's called A Gift from Tiffany. A Gift from Tiffany. Tiffany's the jewelry store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and um, I I liked it. You know, it was it was it was it was light hearted. I liked the characters. You know, good looking characters made you want to keep watching the movie, even though you knew where the storyline was gonna go. You know, nothing. But every, every every once in a while, a rom com is what you want to watch, you know. And I, I, I can no, admit yeah, that, that. I can I'm admit you. that. You know, yes, what I'm saying? for sure. Right. So this was a rom com, and I was definitely into it. And I said, you know, let's watch it. Here's the thing. There was at least three scenes where I had to like forward, fat, forward through the scenes because it was there was a um, a lesbian couple. And and they were kissing on they were kissing, Ugh. and it's like I'm uh you not the show. Oh okay okay okay. Oh you do that's me. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, like, no no. You listen. can't watch it. No, watch I, it. Who cares? No no I I at the very begin if the first time the lesbian couple was introduced, Janice was like, oh, turn it off, turn it off, turn it off. But I was so invested in it by this time. It's like 
like I rather forward it because you know, I, I now I want to see how this ends. You know, I but, gotcha. But two more times, or at least two more times, it could have been three more times. They forced it again. Well, here, it's like, here's what an the easy heck? thing for you guys: if it's made from twenty twenty on on a streaming platform, there's going to be gay in it. No uh, questions about it. Listen, you do you know that gay is not the issue? Like, I don't even like to see um, heterosexuals. No, I understand that. You no, know, but you but wouldn't fast forward like, to that. But. Uh, it depends. Like, like you know, the the, the, the peck, fact that you had to mention hold, hold depends on. versus hold on, hold fast on. forward means. Hold on, hold on. The peck is one thing. You're trying to say the sloppy kiss. I can't, I can't, I can't tolerate. But what I'm saying to you is that, um, well, regardless, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I have an issue with the fact that you and look. Th- th- let's just put, be clear. Here is this is a rom com with a heterosexual couple, right? They only, Everybody has a gay best they, friend. They only kissed at the end of the movie. Okay. <laughs> At oh, the yeah. end of the movie. My 1899. There's there's one intimate scene between a guy and a girl. And they're having a, they're waking up, kissing, kissing, kissing. Right. But the the gay guys have two or three on scene kisses that, and some perverse that, stuff. So yeah. that's what I'm trying to tell you. Like you're you are literally forcing this. It's not like you're. You, you, it's not like it's organic. You are really trying to make this normalized. And it's like I. This this is the wussification of America or, or or people in general. Like when it comes to values, this is unacceptable. Stop forcing this and you took what would have been a a, a, a movie that I would have recommended to people and it's like no I'll, I'll never recommend this to anyone to see it's like oh you bother me so much you know so yeah. anyway that's that's what I was going to bring up to is that I watched this and I was just so uh, frustrated that I felt like they were forcing the social there was social engineering my mind yeah, sure. around this topic and it's like can you can I just watch a movie without this nonsense you know um, let's see if this is Keep going, I'm going to find it. Okay, uh, is it going to be a... Uh... It's Family Guy, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, I want to hear the Family Guy, come on, man. I, gotta, I don't know if I can find the right thing, though, because this isn't... I don't know, certain things are hard to look up when it comes to this. You you need to have, like, a... a um, not a repertoire, but a... Um... I need a TV on here, because I know exactly the episode, Disney the Reboot. I know right. what scene it is. There's three sections of it. It's the lowest episode, the first part of the three-part sequence of the show. Right. Boom, right there. I know exactly where it is. I just... Producer, looking it up, on, get your, looking get your up act that together. specific come thing on, is very difficult. What's wrong with you, man? We need that guy that uh, Joe Rogan has. All right, hold on, stop. This thing just just froze on us. Um, so the voice is going to be all screwed up. Power. Mm-hmm. We can keep talking. Okay. But as far as the video, video is going to take a minute. Okay. So uh, are we? I mean, so there's no video on us right now. Nope. Okay, so I can pick my nose and no one's going to yeah, see? Yeah, go for it. Okay, cool. Buddy. No You're problem. Good. So listen, so um, so the other movie I was going to tell you about is Miss Harris Goes to Paris, yeah. right? Which the, the the reason that I brought up these two particular movies to you in general is because I thought they were clean movies, that it's possible to that's do a movie well. that's clean, right? Okay, but yeah, the, the, the Tiffany movie, I would not call it clean because of that, what I told you, right? But, but it is clean. It's a very clean movie. Okay, I wouldn't call it clean. But Miss Harris Goes to Paris... Uh, was again. This could uh, again be another uh, Prime Studio m- movie, and it was like, wow, this was a nice, clean movie. And the thing that stuck, it was a time period piece. It was, I think, um, early 1900s when this movie came out. The thing that stuck out to me about this movie, if I say Christian D- Dior, that's a uh, that's still popular now. Christian Dior, no, Cologne, uh, the just the. No, then I don't know. I don't know who it is. It is Cologne, but Christian Dior is like, uh, what do you call it? Um, 
a designer, like a um, gotcha. fashion. You know what I'm saying? Okay, go ahead. Thank you, Peter. I will. <laughs> oh, I, I know you will. Morning, Lois. Hey, girl. Oh, hello, gay couple who's constantly jogging. What are you up to this morning? Just adopting and pucker kissing. Yeah, we're network TV gay. So all we can do is adopt children and pucker kiss. No tongue stuff. Isn't that right, sweetie? What? Well, I'm off to my high-powered job at a... <laughs> so it's a reboot. This, this is when Disney bought at Fox. Uh-huh. And so Seth MacFarlane was making fun of him. So here's how every Disney show goes. Your gay best friend, gay... You know, there's different levels of gay. And they are the jogging every day, pucker-kissing gays because we're on network TV or whatever. So it's clean gay. You can't really go right. off the wall with it. Right. They're, they have flashbacks in, in the show. And he's going through all the flashback characters. All right, I need, I need the gays. We're here. No, no, no. I need the really cartoony gays. Over here! <laughs> like, they have different levels of it. And it's so funny because it's such a true thing. Right. We can put this on this kind of show. But no, we're here, so we need this. Let's overdo you, it. You know what's interesting about what you just said? Um, Dave Rubin, who, of course, is gay, said that the way that gays are portrayed in movies, like even like going to like he said he oh, he's only been to like one gay bar or two gay bars in his early years. Oh yeah, I can. You know I, I already know where you're going with this. He's him. like he's like it's it's so not the no. norm. It's almost like they make you want to hate the alternative lifestyle because I mean, what's the stereotype? Clean, working out, you know, apartments clean, house clean, well manicured, uh, hit the weights, high, uh, healthy eating, healthy living, all this stuff. But then you watch TV. Or the club scene or whatever, it's a bunch of debauchery. It's yeah. like, it's like, no, what? dude, we're, we're just people who this is our our attraction in life. Right. We're just like you. Let's not get carried away. You know, and, and there's Listen, a billion examples of it. Even when you think about the trans, the the um, what do you call those people again? The ones who go um, reads the kids. What do you call those people that dress Groomers? up? Groomers. No, that did dress up. Drag queens. Drag queens. Like even with the drag queens, right? It's not even a matter. It's like. You're over feminizing femininity. Like no woman acts like this. Like yeah. th- in terms of which is which average, is the show. Average women. You know what I'm trying to say? When you the way you that you're portraying yourself, you 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 walk out in the street and you can pass a hundred women, you're not gonna see anyone that resembles what you see in drag in, for drag queens. Yeah. So it's like why are you overdoing this? You know? So well, that, it's like, that that's for entertainment purposes, but to bring kids, that makes absolutely well, no sense well, whatsoever. Right. And so what my my thing is that you're doing that with kids. Okay, hold on. I gotta pause, guys. I gotta find a way to, yeah, cause this camera's about to die. In home editing, everybody. It's a fun way to do things. Hopefully, you know, when the new year comes and I can get in here and actually. How much time are you taking off? <clears throat> well, I'm off, I'm off this week, but I got Briella all week long. But um, just in general, to get to get in here and clean up. I just need to, uh, you know, I need to. One, two, one, two. I plugged in the wrong camera. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Just, just unplug that. We keep talking, though. Just unplug that one. Yeah, just pull it. and It's this one. I have them, I have them labeled, everybody. It's just a problem. It's very difficult to do this at times. Do you want me to plug it for you? No, no, no. It's good. Okay. I'm just talking to the people, like, <clears throat> do a joke about the editing stuff. And, like, it's not hard. It's just... There's a lot of it to do, right? And if I'm not on it 100, which I'm not, because I have other things to do, 
all of a sudden I'm looking at the thing like, why is this not charging? I just plugged it in. Oh, I see this one. It's always something. Listen, it's the beauty of getting better. <laughs> yeah, but this should be something we should be better at. Right. I should be more proficient. But listen, so the point I was going to make about Christian Dior, which is a fashion designer, in this movie, you know, so like, you know, I was going to ask you about, do you know who, fa uh, give me a, a famous fashion designer that you know, but because I'm looking at your shirt, I know that fashion is Amy not, <laughs> fashion is not, it's not high on your list, but let's just say, Sean John, uh, Sean John. Okay. Right. So back in the days, what I like, use, use Sean John, for example. Uh, which I don't even think is that even a thing anymore. Shot that he made his money. And, okay, and, 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 and belled right. Back then, you had to go to. They had houses, fat designer houses. So, so Sean John would have like a brownstone or something, you know. And people would go, and they would have models who would model um, the seasonal outfits. Yeah, and people would sit there and watch. And they would say, okay, I want number one, I want number five, I want number six. And then they would custom make, that's so funny, what just happened. But they would custom make every outfit, you know, I mean, it would start from a blueprint, like a, a template, but they would custom make it for every uh, person who made the order. So it wasn't like going to uh, Target or Walmart and pulling something out of a rack. Yeah. So there was a, there was a season in history and I would say modern history because we're talking about the 20th century, early 20th century, where when you wanted uh, high fashion, you wouldn't go to a like um, um, Bloomingdale to buy it. You yeah. would actually go to that fashion designer's studio, if you will, or complex and go there and have it modeled for you and you would pick which one you want and they would actually do it for you. I was I was blown away by that. So anyway, that was a so for that movie, I found it entertaining, but from a historical point, I found it like wow, that was that was revealing to show you how the world worked back then, you know. And it was in that movie they brought up the fact that it was someone, uh, assuming that this is true in terms of Christian Dior, someone within the organization realized like, man, we need to we need to stop just looking at the elitists and they didn't use these words, but yeah. the the average woman expire. Um, inspires, not inspires, but aspires, Aspire, aspires yeah. to be like this, right? So we Open need, topic. So we need to start designing our clothes and put and getting them into retail environments so that the average woman can get to this. And that was in the movie. Or that, that was, was that was in the movie. That was in the movie, and it blew up. And so you know, and so now we have modern retail like we have it right now. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So that was really cool. So that was called Miss Harris Goes to Paris. That was Miss Harris Goes to Paris. Yeah, that was Miss Harris Goes to Paris. It's the clothes one. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The other one was, uh, the lesbian one was a Tiffany thing. Get from Tiffany. So, yeah, like I said, if you were looking at a show 2020 and above on streaming, you're going to get some sort of gay thing. It's And you wonder why I watch nothing but political things. Yeah, you know well, what I'm saying? I mean, it's you're like, because, you know, it's like, what's wrong? I, I, I mean, goodness gracious, man. All the space shows I watch, all of the, uh, the futuristic show, in the future, gender doesn't matter. There's always... There's always a guy in a dress. There's always a one or two gay couples. That is in every space show that I've that I've watched, every futuristic show I've watched in the last three or four years. No matter what, there is always, whether they act out or not, there is always a homosexual character or a guy in a dress in those shows. Because the future shows us more evolved 
and we're more tolerant of alternative remember, lifestyles. Remember the book I told you about? I told you that there was a playbook out there that came out in the... You know, yeah, it's called the Bible. <laughs> no. Well, speaking of the Bible, huh? remember that guy I tried to send to you last year who was walking around trying to talk to Jesus or talk about Jesus? Tell me more. He, he Tell came me more. by yesterday. He was like, Oh, you outside. mean like a Jehovah Witness guy? I got I don't know if it's Jehovah Witness or not. But I was outside putting up the Christmas lights and stuff, and he's like, Hey, uh, do you remember me from last year? I came by to talk about Jesus, and you told me to go talk to your neighbor. I said, Yeah, I, I, I remember that. I go, He's not there anymore, so you have to talk to somebody else. And he's like, How about you? I said, uh, you know, respectfully, go talk to somebody else. Like, right. we're not gonna do this today. Right. And then he he looked at me. I said, "Sir, I'm being respectful. Like you need to go. Right. This is not a conversation we're going to have." Right. And so he, you know, he walked off, and he came back the other way. I said, "Listen, I host a podcast. Would you be happy to come in and we can talk about Jesus?" No here? way. And he's like, he's like, "No, it's okay. You didn't want to talk about it." So well, I'm, I've changed my mind now. I oh, go. Hold on, hold on. Would you? First of all, are you? Were you? Was that a serious invitation? Hell yeah. And you said, and he said no. Of course, he said no. Okay, so listen. It took a minute for you to say. Of course, he said no. What does that mean? Of course, he said no. He doesn't want to challenge anybody in his beliefs. Okay, root, money is the root of all evil. Why do you have collection plates in church? Argument over everything you say from there is a sham. Uh, Keep uh, it moving. Hold, hold, Hold on. Dunzo. It's not Dunzo. That's 100%. Not, it's not Dunzo. He what didn't are you want any about? of it. No, he didn't want any of it. I take that all day, all night, man. What are you talking about? But you can't change my thought uh, on it, though. No, no, it's not about changing your thoughts. It's about having a conversation about it. Well, the, the you conversation know? is an attempt to change a thought. But anyway, I think the reason he said no was because I was so like, get the hell out of here when he first showed up. Right. I had been like, listen, I'm open to it, but you know... Let's do this because here's this podcast I host. You know, right. I'm always looking for new and new things to talk about. Always want to have a guest on. Right. I'll be more than happy. Give me 20 minutes, 30 minutes. But I think the guy was overly aggressive when he uh, popped up because my thing is this: I'm doing something. Real quick, did he have like a tie on? No, no, no. no he had a red shirt. Like he was like a Target employee. And he's a and and you've seen him in the neighborhood before? Only last year. Only because he said he remember me from last year. Okay. Because I remember you telling me this, and you and you said, like, I was trying to tell you, find out if this guy came over or not. Yeah. And, and, he uh, didn't. I know he didn't. Okay, yeah. He, he doesn't want to talk to like-minded individuals. Okay. He wants to talk to us heathens. Okay. But my th- the, what really pissed me off was, you see me doing something, you know, and not, not to sound like a, like a jerk, but you're going to co- come talk to me about something I really don't want to talk about while I'm doing something. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be very upset. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, sir, respectfully, you have to go somewhere else. Don't come up here again. You know? <laughs> and he stopped and looked at me. He, honest to God, stared at me like this. And I was like... He stared at you like what? Like, what the hell's wrong with you? Oh, okay. I said, like, why, why, like, why be so mean? Yeah, I'm like, respectfully, right. please leave. Like, I'm not the guy you're going to talk to because I was putting stuff up. Right. It's like when I wear headphones and somebody comes to talk to me, I want to, whatever I have in my hand, I want to hit you over the head with it. <laughs> I'm clearly doing something that doesn't involve talking to you, so leave me the hell alone. It drives me nuts. So- now, granted, there's one or two people who if I see outside, like you were a neighbor for a while, my parents come up. Hey, what's up, guy? What's going on? Yeah, yeah. But if you're nobody to me right. and you see me with these on outside cutting the grass, cutting the grass, <laughs> you need to stay away from me. I'm going to run you over my lawnmower. I'm sweating. I don't want you to be here and you want yeah. to actually make me stay here longer. Yeah. And it could be it could be football for, you know, hey, listen, I love football. Sorry, bro. I'm busy. Listen, you know, on that note, you sent me a, and the note I'm talking about is the whole Christian thing. You sent yep. me a clip of Busting with the Boys with Will Compton and he was talking. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we we're going back and forth. I, I just—it's a great podcast. I like it. I was irritated so much 
and I just you know we don't even have to talk about it. I just want to open topic, man. Put put voice to it. I was irritated Jared so Allen, much. Jared Allen was the guy you were talking about. Will Compton's the host. Oh, okay. Jared Allen was the guy Jared, speaking about Jared it. Allen, the 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 defensive man for um, yeah. Was it Minnesota? Minnesota okay. Bears. All, yeah, I didn't yeah. even know that was him. Okay. He, I, I mean, I knew it was when I saw him, but I listened to him okay. talk, his voice, and what he's saying, he's like... Okay. I didn't know that was him. Okay. So anyway, I was very irritated with him because he spoke about Christianity in a way that didn't represent Christianity well. And to someone who... I'm glad you said well. To, to someone who doesn't know... And they were and they were listening to this. They would walk away with an opinion that was not accurate, and I was bothered by that. And the reason and and here's the reason why I'm bothered by it. Um, we we're not going to be liked, right? Christians aren't going to be like you know. We're going to be called all sorts of all sorts of things because we we are not. If anything, we, we should be the culture, but instead we now become the the counterculture. But because of that, people aren't going to like you. And so I'm okay with that. I'm okay with not being liked because of what I believe. But I, I hate compromising what we believe in order to be liked. And so that's how I felt about what he said. He said it in a way, he talked about Christianity in a way that was like, ah, oh, it's all encompassing. And it's like, no, that, that's the very thing. Like, if, if there's anything redeemable about Christianity, it can't be like everything else. It's got to be different in order for it to be redeemable. Because if it's like everything else, then you can do anything and it'll be okay. But because Christianity is significantly different, then you got to be able to say, okay, this is why we're different, you know, and then stand on that. If they if people flock to you, then they flock to you. If they run from you, then they run from you. But at least they know what they're running to or running away from. And and he didn't do that. And that bothered me so much. And I hate when I see Christians speak about Christianity in a public forum and they give it a, ba- you know, a black eye. And that's what I felt like he did. And I just wanted to say that because, I, you know, we were texting back and forth. And I just didn't know if I came across, if that came across clear enough. So I just want to say it does, that. Because everything you said right? wasn't even close to what he was talking about. Is your interpretation of what he said. <laughs> Because I know about? exactly this part you're talking about. He, listen, because the part he said, he's like, listen, you can do all this, you can do all this, yeah, we can all be good to go. He goes, but the one, the only book that matters is the Bible. You can do all this stuff. He goes, but listen, he, you, you, know, you can, you can, we can get along, we can do all this stuff, you know. But like, it's Christianity is the one. Like that's that's what it is. He no, he led <clears throat> exactly he, what he said. Nope, that's not how you said. He led with, listen, Christian. To me, Christianity is the way. That's what he led with. So that's he started there. That's, that's the like, right okay. way to start it. But then he ended poorly. <laughs> it's not how you start. It's how you how you no, land. And even then he goes, listen, you can because I'm hedging my bets. You want to say that it doesn't exist? Okay, that's on you. But let's say it does, and you haven't believed. You know, I'm going to say, listen, I'm on the right side because if if uh, if there's nothing, no harm, no foul. But if there is, I want to be on that side of things. So this is this is my choice, and this is what I go with. And I'm like, yeah, bro, it makes sense to me. He, the, the words literally came out of his mouth. You know, like, you know, um, you know, you can go Muhammad, you know, di- different ways to get into heaven. Yeah. Those words actually came out of his mouth. And I'm saying, like, 
you you can't say that. He said you can believe all that stuff, but the Bible's right. My way's the right way. I don't think he was clear enough. Like, listen, if if you if you walked away from that thinking that he said that, then that means okay, fine. I'm, I, that, I'm a, well. Here's the thing. I'm, I'm good about. I'm here's, good with here's, that. Here's how you should look right. at it then, because I'm not someone who, if you say absolute, because you speak in absolutes, there's no way I'm going to believe you. You sound like a crazy person. But he's saying, listen, you can do all this stuff to get in heaven. That's fine. If you believe that, that's on you. Good for you. But for me, this is the only way to do it. So I respect the fact he's saying you want to follow your path, go for it. But this, to me, this is the right way to do it. What I'm saying, like that statement right there, I'm down with that statement what you just said. And, and for but, someone like me, but I'm saying like I that's how I would listen to it. When I heard him, it came across, and and you know, you sent me it by, you sent it to me. Yeah, by like text. quick little clips. I'm gonna go stuff. listen to it again just to confirm what I'm, what I, what I, what I was sensing. But what I got from him was that you know, there's multiple paths. You know, what I'm saying I just choose this path. So that means that he was giving credence to the other past. And I'm like, no, there's no... You could tell someone you could do whatever you want to, but don't give credence to it because you, because just by giving credence to it, that means that you, you, you're telling them it's okay to go that direction. And it's not okay to go but that direction. They, but he, he said, but I, I'm cho- this is the one I choose because to me, this is the right one. This is the one that will get you. According to my Bible, this will get you there. And as someone who is not religious, and I hear that, I get where this guy's coming from. He's saying you can do your thing, but for, but for me, this is the right way. You can you know try all this stuff, but I'm telling you, this is this is the way to do it. Okay, I get where he's coming from, and, but and, when you but when you speak, but listen, not but, you in general. You generally, know. if someone speaks absolutely about religion, so, it, it does not make sense. Right, but this is what I'm trying to tell you that, but we have to speak about it from an absolute perspective because. No, I agree. I understand that. Right, because yeah, yeah. W- cause let's just say it is absolute, right? Yeah. I, no, you know for me, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It, it is absolute. But if you tell someone, it's like saying poison, you know what I'm trying to say? It may kill you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But you absolutely know it's going to kill you. Yeah. You don't have. You don't want to live any wiggle, wiggle room for the person to say, oh, maybe try it. No, yeah, don't right. try it. It's going to kill you. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I, I, if you, I, I 100% believe, if you believe that, which you do, then right. that fully makes sense to me. Right. But- I can guarantee you poison will kill you. You can't guarantee me that following Christianity is going to get me to heaven. Again, we're not arguing whether you should believe it or not. I'm just saying that as you present it. Oh, where's my pre- thing? I got pre- something for you. Present it from an absolute perspective. Yeah, like, I got you. I'm, We're not arguing about whether I, you should believe everything that I'm saying. I'm just saying that if, if what I'm saying I believe is absolute, present it as absolute. Listen, you don't, ha- uh, you don't have to see it to believe it. You have to believe it to see it. You have to believe it to see it. Hmm, I like that. I like that. That's faith. That is actual faith. So don't, listen. Don't tell me. So I, look, like I want to change the religious stuff. You're telling me the seed to believe it. No, 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 no. You, you have, have to believe, believe it yeah. to see it. Listen, and if that's somebody faith. came to me with that, I'd be like, "Oh, wow, you got th- me." Th- th- listen, that's you. You, you totally. Well, I'm going to go inside and think a little bit that, about what's that, going that on. Is, that is faith. There's a scripture in the Bible yeah. that says that faith is a substance of things unseen, and uh, th- faith is yeah. a substance of things hoped for, and the uh, and the. No, listen. It's faith, man. I'm with you. It's it's what you choose. And to the believe. evidence of things unseen. Yeah, the things hoped for, and the evidence of things unseen. So yes, it's all about faith. Listen, I want to touch on this real quick. Yeah, man. Uh, I I heard this interview. Uh, Tulsi Gabbard had Tucker Carlson on her show. Okay. Billy, if it wasn't for the fact that it was more than ten minutes, I would tell you go listen to it because it was so fascinating. And what was fascinating about it is that. And, and, you know, I'm going to say some things right now that you might have already known. But to hear it all put together in this interview just really brings it home. Mm-hmm. Tucker Carlson 
is affluent. He comes from affluence, right? Yeah. And so I saw another interview with him where he said, like, listen, man, I grew up, went to boarding school. My wife grew up, went to boarding school. We grew up. We had we got married young, yeah. had kids, put them in boarding school. So we we followed the same lifestyle that we were. Didn't think anything of it, right? Yeah. Now in retrospect, now where I'm sitting now, this is Tucker talking. Where I'm yeah. sitting now, I look back and it's like crap. I would have done everything differently, but you know, I was just living the life. He left Washington in 2000, so he basically grew up most of his life in Washington, or in and around that circle, in and around that environment. You know, the whole. Um, um, government scene. He yeah. grew up around that. He said, "There's two things." Because Tulsi asked him, "What changed you?" Right? Because he said, "Look, I was um, probably a right of center, you know, most of my life. You know, yeah. you call me. He even said you can at, t- at one point like a classical liberal. You know, what I'm saying I was really yeah. right there on the edge. Right? I was, you know, nothing too far any direction. But two things changed me. One was Trump." And he said, listen, I, I've known Trump 15, 20 years before he even ran for, you know, so I already had. Tucker said this? Tucker said okay. this. I already knew this guy, you know. I mean, I didn't know personally, have personal relationship with him, but, you yeah. know, in the same circle, whatever. So, you know, and, I, and sometimes I thought he was a buffoon, you know, whatever. But then he started saying things like, why are we still in NATO? And I'm like, hmm, NATO was created to be the counter-agent to Russia, the USSR, excuse me. Mm -hmm. USSR fell in 1991. Why are we still in NATO? And he said that the responses that he was getting was like, shut up! Shut up! It's like, hold on a second. That's interesting. I'm not not telling you that we shouldn't be in NATO. I'm just asking the question. Why shouldn't we be in NATO? Why are we still in NATO? And then he said, and then Trump kept saying everything they were saying. The political elites were getting nervous. And every time, every time Trump said something, he's like, "Huh? What do you think about that?" Shut up! Shut up! That's fantastic information. And he was like, he was like, hold on a second. And he said that that was the beginning. Now understand this: I don't think for a second he was a Trump supporter. For a second. No, listen, uh, for, quickly, that was my thought also. When both sides were mad at him, right. what is this guy doing? Why are both sides pissed? Right. That piqued my interest was when I started paying attention to Trump. And, and, and I'm telling you, like, he's, it's, he, here's the reason why I'm telling you this. I, I've always been a Republican. Always, always, always. Yeah. I'm saying as far back as freshman year in high school, I was a Republican, okay? But I, I believe that I was, for all my years, up until Trump was drinking the Kool-Aid, I was buying everything that was being sold to me. Mm-hmm. And and listen, I'm a totally different demographic, totally different background, economic, you know, uh, class from from Tucker. Totally. And yet he said, and he's only like a couple of years older than me. I think he's like four years older than me. Okay? Maybe three, three no, three years older than me. Um, But yet, both of us, like when I heard him speak, it was like, I, I felt like, oh my goodness, we had the same experience. Like you are coming from this 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 particular world that's that's all rooted in this crap, yeah. And all of a sudden, you had this aha moment. And here I am. I'm I'm from the hood. You're know trying to say, and I'm I'm dealing my doing my dirt and doing my thing. The wrap up. And all of a sudden, I had this aha moment. You yeah. know, and it's the same thing. Like, why is everybody yelling? Why why are we yelling? 
Why can't, like, what's happening? Why can't we talk about it? There's something that doesn't make sense. And he said, that's when I realized, man, all of you guys are in this. All of you guys are in, like, he realized that there's, there's almost like a, an extended family. Like, we're all part of this club. And all of a sudden, he started thinking differently than the club. Yeah. And then he was like, I'm on the outs. I am no longer welcome here. You know what I'm saying? Like, people are starting to hate me. People don't like me. He actually had to move because things got a little oh, yeah, heated I, for him. I remember him, seeing that. You know? And that's like, wow. I, I had that I had that with um, when I remember my dad talking about it. Uh, Bush was saying something. And he says, like, yo, this guy's a, you know, he started talking crap about Bush. I was like. Who? who? The old man. Oh, your old man. Okay. Yeah, because he's like, no. And I, and, I, and I remember, that's when I remember seeing the picture of, I mean, not, not the picture, interviews of Bush and Clinton were like best friends. Mm-hmm. You know, they were like brothers. They were all over at the, at um, Nancy Bush. It was Nancy Bush, right? The old mom, the mom. Uh, Nancy Reagan. Not Reagan. Oh, 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 uh, Bush's mom. Yeah. Um, they're, all, like, they're at the farm, all this stuff. Betty? Is it Betty? But I, it I, might I know, be. I know you're but, talking it, about, but it yeah. was her. And okay. I'm thinking, see, look, these guys, this is what the world should be about. It should be about, regardless of what your sides are, it should be, you know, we're, we're here for America. Yeah, you're the Republican. Yeah, you're the conser- you're the Democrat. But we're here for America. We all get along. And I was like, yeah, that's awesome. And then fast forward 20 years, these scumbags, they're all in it together. They're not not—they're not getting along. They're part of something trying to ruin our country. And if Trump didn't come out and expose that, and people who would back Bush, back all these people, were, not, were all saying different things about these Republicans, I would have never, never opened my eyes to it. So it's like, man, they're not all pals. They're all scumbag pals. I remember being mad at anybody who was upset at Bush for going to Iraq war. Like I was yeah. like I was a staunch like yo if the dudes say we need to go to Iraq where we need to go to Iraq they war. attacked us of right. course we exactly. have to go like and and and, and but I and, and listen I even have uh, it's called turning I think it's called tipping point mm-hmm. I even have a book by uh, forty three you know what I'm saying like I was a fan yeah. of George W Bush but since because that's another thing he was a <laughs> he's the first person first Republican yeah. that was saying I'm talking about Trump now I'm talking about Trump now that was saying like. The Iraq war, you know, was we shouldn't have gone to Iraq. Yeah. You know, and that might have been one of my things that made me wonder, like, you know, I don't know about Trump. You know, yeah. when he said we shouldn't, he was blasting the bushes. And but but Tucker was saying, hmm, why did we go into Iraq? What was the what was the reason, yeah. the real reason that we went into Iraq? So now he started asking that question. Shut up. Shut up. And it's like, wow. Yeah, so, man. so the second thing, the second thing that was fascinating about that movie, uh, about this interview was how so the, the the whole idea of 2020 how re, 2016 is when he started getting red pilled 2020 is when he left we're on, we're in 2022 so yeah. all this like recent stuff that so Tucker used to work for CNN yeah, did yeah. you know that yeah. he had a show on CNN so it's like so all this stuff is like so new to him so fresh to him and he is like he and T- and Tulsi Gabbard, because Tulsi was talking about her time. I didn't know she spent, I think she said, eight years in the Congress. So she's she's been yeah. in Congress for a long time, you know. So it might have even been 13 years, anywhere from eight to 13 years. So she's been in there for yeah. a long time. And to hear them talk about the insidious nature of uh, of government and how they all are moving in the same direction 
and it's like our country is being stolen from us. I, what I want to, what I'm trying to get you to understand, Billy, is that these are two well-connected people who see things and hear things that we never was gonna, are never going to see yeah. and never going to hear, and they're talking about. They're almost like leaning on each other and trying to say, like, man, we got to give each other support, man, because the crap that we... And remember, Tulsi was left, left. And she's saying the crap that I'm seeing, the things that they're saying. She said, like, I remember there was something about... Um, there was something about sending money somewhere. I can't remember. Um, the... I want to say it was supporting Clinton when she was going against Trump. Yeah. It, 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 I don't know if it was that or it was something earlier. It was something that happened where she was like, ah, I'm not sure if I agree with that. And yeah. she said she got blasted. It was for, for Syria or something. I remember. Oh, no, it was Syria. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, like he wanted to, he, he came to Congress. Yes. Yeah. Yes, you're right. 100% right. Uh, um, Obama came to Syria to try to get uh, approval to bomb Syria. And she was like, uh, no, I don't think we should do that. And I mean, the she next got, day she was out. Yes. Yeah, she was just like, like, what is wrong with you? The nerve of you. I mean, to go against this president, you know, you both from Hawaii, you both minorities. Like you think uh, yeah. you support everything exactly. you said. Like, no, or I can use my brain and form my own thoughts. Yes. I don't agree with this. But I can still be all those things and have a different mindset. Yes. But you're not allowed to think freely if you're a Democrat, if you're a liberal. She, and she said she was insulted by that. The fact that I can't, are you telling me that I'm just an object that yeah. you know that you put that you group together with every all the other other objects and sure we do so anyway i say all that to say that it was a very fascinating interview i would recommend anybody listen to it it's tulsi gabbard show and tucker carson is in it and just it's like being a fly in the wall in fact there was a point towards the end of the interview where she said oh we're going to wrap up right now and uh, i just want to ask you the last one last question and and tucker said oh, dude i didn't even know we were recording this whole time <laughs> so the whole time he was being interviewed, he was having a conversation with her, just like you know, like a regular conversation. Yeah. So it's like it was like being a fly on the wall, hearing two friends talk, kind of like neighborly discourse. Yeah, that's and when you and when you hear this conversation, it, you're gonna realize just how jacked up our country is. It's really, really jacked up because you're talking about two well connected people who see things that we don't see, and they are like. They have no understanding for if there's any way to save or stop this train wreck that we're about to, that we're going into. I have a video saved, but I don't know where the heck it is. By whom? Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm now completely sidetracked here. It probably was me doing all that. All that. No, no, no. I, I downloaded it and I had it saved, and I don't know where it could possibly save. You know, damn iPhones are such a pain to work with. You know, if you had an Android, <clears throat> a phone would even turn on. I agree. <laughs> it's it's something like I want to find. I'll find the video. I'll find the clip of it. But it's just, it's, it's Reagan. It's Reagan. It's Reagan. Reagan. Yeah, okay. and he's talking about you know government. You they work for you. You don't let them tell you what to do. You tell them what to do. The, and the, if you see them expanding government, it's because they want control. They're coming after you. And he said this, you know, early on. And then the clip I put on um, Instagram the other day, yesterday, Rush Limbaugh. This, and I wrote on there, I may do a separate thing about this just in general. Because, man, it really pissed me off, this um, this thing so of um, from Rush. Are you alone? 
responsible for all the ills of America, but I'm not because I'm wearing these mittens. Hi guys, CJ Pearson here for PragerU. Now we knew that Rush Limbaugh was a smart man, but little did we know that he was a prophetic man. He called the virtue signaling that we see every single day from the left today. How they claim to care so much about black people, but fail to actually do anything for them unless it's an election year. How they claim to fight and support women, but fail to protect women's sports and the biological women that compete in them. Rush Limbaugh didn't just call it. He hit the nail on the head. Let's listen to what he had to say. Because I'm wearing these ribbons. I care more than any of you about anything. Look down at your lapel right now. When you look down, what do you see? You don't see anything because you're not wearing any ribbons. It means you're a bigot. It means you're a racist. It means you're a sexist. It means you're a homophobe. It probably means you're a white guy. It probably means you're a European. And you and now listen, you guys have seen Rush before he passed away, old and gray and beat up. He's got a full head of hair, brown hair. And this, so this is young. This is this like young 30 Rush. years ago. Right. And... And they're doing they've this is and I wrote and I wrote the clip and I wrote the um let me see if I can read it because I want to I had to rewrite it a few times because it really pissed me off. Like I wrote this infuriates me. Rush had been saying this for over twenty years, word for word. Then and now, the liberals have not changed their tune. The Republicans are spineless for not doing anything to stop it. Not written quite a few things and just erased, right? But yeah, man, they've said the exact same thing for twenty plus years. You're a racist. You're homophobic. I mean. This is 30 years ago, probably 20 years ago, and it's racist, homophobic, sexist. Like, I thought the sexist, homophobic stuff was relatively new mm-hmm. because, you know, it's more prevalent. He's like, no, man, look behind closed doors. And the thing, I'm wearing the ribbon. I support the troops. This is, I am supporting them because I have the ribbon on. What do you have? You have to show something to show something. And I'm like, shit, that's, that's the Instagram memes. That's the coexisting on, your st- on, your, on the back of your, your car. Listen. That's all this stuff that they've been doing for 30-something years, and no one has stopped them. They haven't changed one bit from saying the same phrase. Oh, you don't agree? You're a bigot, you're a racist, you're a homophobe, you're a sexist. Here's That's a, it. They here, haven't changed. But this was, here's what's scary. Oh, bro, that pissed me off so badly yesterday when I saw that. What's scary about what you're saying, right, is that we're, we, we're looking at it as a, a nation, as America, right? But this is so global. I was watching an interview with... Uh, the guy from Munford and Son, yeah, which is a British band, who he got kicked out of the band. He basically had to walk away from the band because he he had an Instagram account where he said uh, he like like I think once a month he talks about a book he's reading. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And he promoted a book. He said hey, this book is pretty good. It's called Outrage. It's it's a uh, Andy ne- Neo. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the a reporter who got beat up in, um, I mean, really got beat up in yeah. Portland, Oregon during the uh, Antifa riots. Okay. And he wrote a book about it, right? It's called Outrage or Unrage or something like this, right? And he said, like, yo, man, you should read this book. From that point on, the dude was ostracized. He, he basically got canceled. The dude got canceled to the point where he had to quit the band. This is a very, very popular band. He got to quit the band. But that's, he was, um, that's crazy, man. It's, it's crazy. But I, anyway, I saw this interview that he was having, and he said, like, you know how you were talking about the lapel and all that stuff? Yeah. He said he remembered. And he's in England, yeah. okay? We're talking about George Floyd happy United States. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Uh, you know, oceans apart, right? He said in, in England, stores had to start putting up, like, a black square on their windows to show that they were down with the cause. And if you didn't have the black square, and even if you sold something online, you yeah. had to have something 
that's part of your retail online store to stop them from coming to destroy your business. Right, and it's like this is and this you don't is think crazy. this is organized. You don't think these things are organized by the global elites, the, the WEF people. You don't think this is accidental. Where this happened in America, but we're going to destroy your things in Europe. Like, come on, dude. They don't care about that kind of stuff. Remember a few weeks ago? I don't know if you saw this. Um, Micah Parsons talked about bringing home Brittany Griner as opposed to the Marine. No, what do you And say? he was pissed. He was like, why can't we get both? Why are we, why are we leaving a Marine behind and bringing home an athlete? Really? And, and so people went after him. And then he came back. He's like, listen, knowing what I, knowing what I heard now, knowing what, I, what, what was told that they did, they did try to bring home the Marine. This is the only offer they could get. I'm focusing on the fact that at least they brought home an American. That's the best thing you can do. He goes, but make no mistake. I'm not for Trump, but I sure as hell not for Biden either. We have to find a way to support our servicemen or something along those lines. Right. But he originally, but they made somebody made him delete the original tweet that why are you going to get her, not the Marine? Why did you pick her over? Wow. So that delete that tweet was taken down, and somebody on Instagram or um, somebody posted this. They said um, following his comments, uh, Micah Parsons changed his name to Maga Parsons, past Rush Limbaugh. Tackle Carlson, NRA y, uh, NRA Lewis, and Blitz Romney. They gave him a bunch of Republican names because of his. Why would you? Why would you leave the Marine and get the athlete? It makes no sense. And, the, and here's the problem that I have with that. Like Micah, why are you backing down? Like if he'd have we, left we, the original tweet up and right. then say, "Listen, I get," and said the extra, I would have been fine. Right. But you, you, you were erased one of them, right? And then put this other one out. Somebody got to you and said, "Hey, man, Jerry Jones is already in trouble for this picture he took eighty years ago." Right? You got to get this off, bro. Look what they're calling you, MAGA Parsons. Pass Rush Limbaugh thing is hilarious. Tackle Carlson might be my favorite. Right. That's like great. That. Right. NRA Lewis, for right. people who don't understand, NRA National Rifle Association, NRA Lewis, mm-hmm. and Blitz Romney, screw Mitt Romney. Yeah. But. They're like, they, we're going to change this up because you, Jerry Jones is already in trouble. You can also come out and support America, not the athlete. We, we, are, we are living, uh, hold on. So going back to, I want to touch on Griner as we end this, but I want to back well, are up. Are we going uh, further or no? Are we ending it? Well, we can go a little further. It's cool. I'm glad you said that. Do All you want to so say something? To this is, this is the end. This is the end of 135. We're got to jump to uh, Unscripted, which is going to be released later in the week, maybe Friday, because we have family stuff coming up with the holidays. Oh, we should say Merry Christmas now, right? Yeah, we can. Well, that's for today, but we can. We'll say Merry, we can oh, say yeah, Merry yeah, Christmas yeah. on the other one too. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, so we're gonna do an Unscripted 30, 40 minutes, whatever, for our Friday show, and maybe I'll I'll, I'll find a way to get here by myself on Monday to at least put something out, or if we go long on the Unscripted, split it up. Either way, 135 is finished. You know, thank you for listening. Have a good rest of your week. Merry Christmas if you don't listen to us on Friday. Merry Christmas, all that fun stuff. If you're Jewish, happy Hanukkah. I'm not I'm not a happy holidays person, but if you have something specific and I and personally it's Hanukkah or Christmas. Yeah, yeah. That's get it. that get that Kwanzaa crap yeah, out of here. For me it's it's a religious thing and I respect both sides of it. Merry Christmas for me and anyone else other Jewish, you know, happy Hanukkah to you as well. Happy Hanukkah. Do best for your family and all that fun stuff. But that's it, 135. You guys have a great day. Peace.